The SGP and IDP Pro Players Podcast is proud to be presented by WinBet. The official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And without further ado, here are your veteran IDP pros, Johnny the Greek and Gary, the IDP tipster. Welcome back to the IDP Pros Podcast. My name is Johnny the Greek. I am joined with the senior IDP analyst at the SGPN Network, the one, the only, the IDP tipster himself, Mr. Gary Van Dyke. Before we get started, though, we just want to let you know that WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet $100. Get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Also, we're brought to you by the SGPN Playoff Challenge, NFL Playoff Challenge. $500 in cash and prizes up for grabs exclusively on the SGPN app. All right, Gary, fantasy's over. We're into regular playoffs, but it's never too early to look at 2023-2024. Stupid early rankings for IDP, and that's what we're going to do tonight. That is exactly what we're here to do tonight. It was kind of fun. It was a little interesting, uh, kind of a kind of an off year if you look back at what we thought we had going on this time last year or even later in the spring. It it didn't quite turn out that way, did it? Yeah. No, it never does. We take educated guesses and then all kinds of crazy shit happens and we just adjust the best we can. So for for starting with linebacker here, we both got the same guy as the number one IDP linebacker going into next season with Foyer Aluakon. And for me, it was simple. He's led the league uh, as the best IDP linebacker the last two years in a row. Uh, Devin Lloyd did not impress me enough that I think he's going to, it's going to be him and Muma. Same deal with Muma. I think Foyer is locked in for next year. And we already seen them take the green dot away from him and give it to uh, Lloyd and Muma and see which one of them could do it next year. You know, I think they plan on just unleashing him and letting him go get that ball. Yeah, he's been excellent. Um, The price is probably going to be crazy this year, but that's okay. You know what you're getting. You're getting quite a bit. All right, for two, I had Nick Bolton, you had Roquan Smith. Why'd you go with Roquan, Gary? I guess we actually switched these, didn't we? You went three with Smith, and I went four. I I guess the only hair that I was splitting, uh, Roquan Smith's done it before. Yep. That's really all I had, just some really, really hair-splitting IDP up here when you're talking about top five. I'm with you. And I honestly, we were talking about this before the shows. Uh, I always draft by tiers. These guys are all in the same tier for me, which is the excellent production every week tier. So the order doesn't really matter. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm with you. Roquan is excellent. Nick Bolton's excellent. Uh, I guess if we did have to split a hair, it's, you know, the Chiefs still do have, maybe not last year, but they've had that tendency to not play linebackers 100% of snaps. That could come back, so that could drop them, drop Bolton down a little bit. It, it was really interesting how they used Willie Gay this year when he was healthy, and even be, when he was out, I can't remember, uh, Darius Johnson was playing for him there for like two or three weeks, around weeks three or four. They were still getting some decent snaps. I I guess if it Willie Gay 
going into the season and as a starter, I, I'm still going to pencil them in for some uh, decent production again in deeper format. I'm with you, but yeah, Bolton is definitely the guy to have on KC. You've got him at three. I've got Roquan at three. So as you mm-hmm. said prior, we just kind of switched those. So I, I think we got both guys covered there. Let's move on to four where we both have Jordan Brooks. Why'd you take Jordan Brooks? I really fought over having him in his top five whatsoever when I really look at this guy and his total package of work for this past season. And then I was even more surprised. You know, I like to peek in on PFF. It's always interesting to see what they do have on the players. And Jordan Brooks, if I remember right, he was like way under 50. And believe it or not, Cody Barton ended up passing him. The only difference is, is Jordan Brooks is still under contract. Cody Barton isn't. I don't think he did enough this year for them to re-sign him, but they are stuck with Brooks. So I don't think that they can afford to replace both of these guys, and Brooks should be the default starter, and we already see that's nothing but a gold mine at that middle linebacker position for Seattle. Yeah, I'm with you there. I I think they're stuck with him. And once again, these are redraft rankings. We're not yes. looking at it long term here. We're looking at next year. And I, I think he's locked and loaded for 100, you know, 20 plus tackles easy. And that's all we care about for next year. So we'll take it. <laughs> yep, exactly. All right. At five, I've got CJ Mosley. You've got Bobby Wagner. I went Mosley just because he's Locked and loaded inside linebacker that's going to give you 120, 130 tackles a year. You did mention there's some uh, possible contract shenanigans with him. I, I just think the Jets will try and bring him back. But if not, I'm sure he'll land somewhere. He, he's good enough. Uh, why'd you go with Wagner here? Earlier we were talking and I brought up that situation situation where C.J. Mosley actually has an out in his contract this year. I had him top 10 ranked last year, all year. I did see him a lot lower in some rankings, and I know in like the IDP incentive, I got C.J. Mosley in the second part of our veteran redraft, <laughs> like later, way later in the rounds than he should have been, uh, in my opinion. What really was the turning point after you bringing it up, there probably isn't going to be much change. Uh, Quincy Williams is a free agent. He'll probably resign. I mean, he's probably the package deal with the Williams brothers, as we have talked about in the past. <laughs> I mean, will you be shocked if they don't resign him for measly dollars and still start him? Yeah, no. I'd, uh, I mean, he, he did okay this year. I'd, I wouldn't be surprised. But, I'd, yeah. you know, is it Quincy is definitely the risky one. CJ, I feel like, is fine, though. You know, he, he should right. be there next year known alexander i believe he's a free agent too it's hard to tell if he'll ever if he'll resign or not Uh, it won't matter williams brothers will be together forever as long as one of (laughs) them's a super stud right right Uh, right cj mosley is probably just the same bobby wagner i'll tell you and and again i hate quoting pff or whatever but i can't tell you to go watch the film and see what we're looking at when we do see this uh, Bobby Wagner was the best graded linebacker out of everybody that we mentioned. The old guy was up at 90. That's way elite. And that's kind of shocking, but it wasn't his most productive year. So I went with him for fifth because he has been doing it for what, 10 years? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. here, even with Ernest Jones coming in and getting even more snaps off and on throughout the season, he still kept a nice consistency that I think that I would rather have him at five and know that I'm going to get that top 10 production for sure. 
comparably, especially when we know the only person that took any hit in IDP protection was the safeties with Ernest Jones being yep. on the field more. So that was a split of a hair. CJ Mosley is still going to be entering this season fully as a top 10 redraft guy for me. Right now, I'm going to go with Bobby Wagner as a safe floor. Yeah, I think those are the key words. Safe floor. That's why I went Mosley. That's why you went Wagner. These are guys that are done it for years and will definitely be doing it next year, and it's a nice safe pick. The IDP Pros Podcast is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a ton of states, and there are a ton of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. The NFL playoffs are here. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet $100, get a $100 free bet. Limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash winbet so that they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. This offer is subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We are also brought to you by the SGPN NFL Playoff Challenge. SGPN has teamed up with Homage for an NFL Playoff Challenge. The winner will get $300 in cash, a $100 SGPN gift card, and a $100 Homage gift card. Homage has a ton of cool retro and throwback officially licensed NFL gear. Check them out at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash homage. For all contest details and to enter, download the SGPN app today and hit contest. All right, we're going to pick it right back up with safety, and we'll start with Gary's number one IDP safety for redraft heading into the next season. Who is that for you? It's going to be Derwin James. Uh, it's been a long time since I've even thought about putting him as number one, but I think I've seen him stay healthy enough and considering the rest of the field, uh, some up and downs amongst everybody else. I don't have any trouble putting the veteran in there heading into next season. Yeah, I'm with you. He's actually my number two guy, but the the whole idea with safety is they're a dime a dozen, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you really don't need to spend capital on safety because there's going to be a bunch that come around in season or that we didn't know about that end up being good. Uh, so yeah, you don't need to go nuts here. If you are going to spend though, Derwin James is a great place to spend uh, draft capital for sure. Yeah. Uh, on the other side of the safety field there, his compadre Adderley, I believe is a free agent this year. I don't know. Would you have any interest if he went somewhere else? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the guy is not thrilling, right? It's not. No. <laughs> right. Even when Derwin's not been relevant because he's right. been hurt, then neither is Adderley. No. I was just curious. Yeah. And that's that's a good point. Der- Derwin has got a great ceiling and he's one of those safeties that can win you your week, but you're going to miss two, three games a year with him. So that, that dings him a little bit, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But as you mentioned, this player pool of the defensive backs is huge anymore. Even in the deeper formats, you can go and find those guys to plug and play for a couple of weeks if you're missing them. 
I went with uh, two for Derwin. My one is Jalen Petrie, who does have a just horrendous dog shit PFF grade. And so now's as good a time as any to talk about this. That's yes, that's not good. And yes, we've seen that bite us in the butt before <clears throat> with guys like, um, oh God, Zach Cunningham. And, oh, yeah. Uh, there's oh, a ton. Yeah, Jalen Smith. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a shit ton of them. And when it comes to the facts of Jalen Petrie, what he's got going for him, nobody is going to replace him that's on that roster right now. I don't see him being left out for the build that they're going to be going through again for the next 10 years. He, he might see a Pro Bowl every year just because they suck. Well, well, that's that's definitely part of this. They don't have anyone else, right? Like they just spent draft capital on him last year. They they have to play him. They're not going to go out and use a pick on. They they need so many other things. They're definitely not going to use a pick on another safety. So there's that. And then also, yes, PFF's important, but the eye test and the the box score test is also important. I've seen this guy play. I had Sunday tickets. So yeah, so I, there was the eye test this year and, and it was good. He, he made plays. He made plays when they mattered. That Cowboys game, he single-handedly kept them in that game. Uh, he did that in a couple games this year. And, and 139 combined tackles, how are you going to argue with that? That's incredible production. I think we're safe at least for a year. What do you think? Definitely. You know me and rookies and my three-week rule for in-season – I like to see it repeat before I go crowning any second year player that high. So, you know, I'm going to say that my rule of thumb is that's why I'm not going to have a second year guy coming in here uh, in my top five this year. When it comes to Petrie, though, you can't deny he's going to be busy. (laughs) Team's got a long ways to go. He's got Christian Harris playing linebacker, probably the third rounder from Alabama. You want to talk about a worse PFF grade? <laughs> go look Go look at his. It started out poor and it ended poor all through those games. It never, it never got better. I'm not knocking on these guys personally or their talent, and I'm not saying PFF is either. What I'm saying is there's no reason Petrie couldn't end up top five next year, and I'm completely wrong. I see it. I can say it. He's going to be a busy, busy dude. I think that'll be a popular pick. Uh, How about number two? Who's your number two guy for safety going into next year? I'm going to go ahead and go with Buda Baker. I know he had a down year this year a little bit in production. Comparably, so so did Jalen Thomas, who we all had a little bit higher on our ranks after last year. Yep. So that just goes to show you, this is an early, early rankings We'll make adjustments as we go, by the way. You know, there's going to be some signings. Well, probably not too big of a change. I don't know. It would take some really big change when it hits his top five. I have to correct that. So, but I'm going to go, I'm going to stick with Buddha Baker. He's another one, you know, good, solid veteran. We've been putting him in the top five, top 10. He's always coming through as long as he's healthy. There he is, my number two. Yeah, I like that pick. Uh, I've got him a little bit further down, but I'm with you. And as we said earlier, this is, you know, we're splitting hairs. These guys are all in the top tier. Buddha is excellent. Uh, I went with James for two. We covered him. Um, He's great. His ceiling is excellent. The IDP Pros Podcast is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. At Underdog, the season never ends. And right now you can play their fantasy football playoff best ball challenge called the gauntlet 
It has $1 million in prizes up for grabs. They also have a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL. Plus, when you use the promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you can get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Uh, so yeah, let's let's move on to the number three guy. I, I love your pick here. It's interesting. What who who you got at three? Mr. Julian Love. Okay, so everybody's gonna be like, well, now you're counteracting what you're talking about because this guy's only done this for one year here with the Giants. Well, Julian Love, he's a free agent this year. He's only 24. I thought this guy, I think I admitted that earlier. I thought he was older and been in the league longer, but uh, I believe he's only 24, 25. They're probably going to re-sign him. He had a really good year. Uh, he wasn't elite, anything like that, but he got the job done for him. Or I want the guy that's going to be playing the position. That's really all it is. I'm ranking the position and the player in this situation, but I'm confident if Dane Blayton, Xavier McKinney ended up there, as long as they can stay healthy or they bring in a free agent of the equivalent of, say, Julian Love, which Julian Love had a better year than I ever dreamed. I believe he was he was actually one that he was really high on coming into the season, John. Well, yeah, because of the position. I'm going to mention I was kind of shocked that you're number three. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, I got Talanoa Hufanga at three. And I just think we saw, you know, especially earlier this year, the first half of the season, we saw so much out of this guy that uh, I think we're locked and loaded for the future here for him. Yeah, not not to disrespect Love or anything. He was top five, top three safety this season overall, um, and I love the position. But Hufunga, I think there's there's a chance we could have a 49ers safety that's productive again for the first time in a long time after seeing this guy. Can't doubt you on that. I mean, he shocked me. He, he took that position and actually made it worth something. At the beginning of the season, he had injured linebackers in front of him. I believe they were running with just uh, one of the three main starters, including Al Shazir, who's got a lot of experience, who I'm also going to mention is a waiver wire darling right now. If you're looking for a free agent that's highly graded, didn't get a lot of play this year. A lot of IDP managers aren't paying attention to him because Greenlaw and Warner played most of the, the last three quarters of the year. So he's going to be on these waiver wires, and I really think somebody's going to scarf him up and give him a starting job somewhere in the league. Yeah, it's a good call. I like that. Moving on to four, that's where I had Buddha, and same reasoning as you. It's just a safe, locked and loaded safety that's, you know, 100 tackle plus guy, easy every year with the, with the playmaking upside too. You know, you'll get that occasional pick, pick six, sack, whatever. Buddha is just great. You've got, someone else there though who you got it for here i go with the old veteran harrison smith same thing i i I know another down year for him and i think that what we've seen happen there is jordan hicks was the guy getting some of that production maybe not as many big splash plays for smith but i still think that he's solid enough he's going to have that average i'll tell you the first thing that i do john before i go ranking anything I'll go and sort in my balanced league. I simply sort the the safety's overall production by average, weekly average. See what that points average is. Take note in my mind of that top 32. 
then flip it around to overall points. Then I look for the outliers. This guy's, you know, this guy's only a waiver wire guy. This guy was a rookie. Anything that I'm going to knock him out for consideration for something like this. And then I'd like to take the rest of that list and I look at that list and then I have to knock out those outliers, right? Until you work down to something, because if by right, we were just going by overall projected points, we would be sitting here about Rashawn Jenkins. Uh, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. The, some of these guys, later. yeah, they'll be later in our list. Some of these guys. Yeah. If we was definitely just going on average or even looking at that, then you're looking at CJ Gardner. Uh, Marcus Williams, Eddie Jackson, Patrick, uh, Deshaun Elliott, your man Huff, Grant Delpit, all these guys. We got to get down to five. So there's a process everybody will probably go through to get there. I'm I'm just sticking with the veteran that's done it in the past. Yeah, he's been solid year after year. And he, he, he did have a down playoffs, but his year up until the last month of the season was pretty solid. Right. I'm not too scared of Sin next year either. I don't think Sin's going to come in his second year and take over Bine or Harrison Smith's job. He's still in Harrison Smith's still under contract. There is an out or something in it this year. He's 34, I believe. I don't think he's going anywhere. He'll 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 retire a Minnesota Viking. Wouldn't you think so, John? Oh yeah, definitely. Yep. Yep. And we got number five here, and we've got the same guy. Uh, I I cheated. I did too. I said Jagron Brisker and Jeremy Chin, but I, I think the answer is probably Jeremy Chin. Uh, why did you go with Mr. Chin? Nobody go look at his PFF grade because this poor guy had a poor season all the way around. And this is this is kind of jumping off the edge a little bit considering he really needs to come back in healthy next year. He needs to play a full year and he needs to get back to where he was at the beginning of all this. Yeah. He had a few of those games though. So he missed a good, good chunk of this season. Definitely. Um, But when he came back, he had a few really monster, but big games. And I just think that there's plenty to eat there. And Luvu, like you said previously, is probably going to stick around. But Thompson's maybe not long for this for this earth on Carolina, right? And right. some of that some of that production could head Chin's way. We've seen it, you know. Mm-hmm. And well, we're weighing in the whole the whole factor of his linebacker slash everywhere role, what he could produce, because we know that defensive pool is so big you're going to be able to replace it down as you go. You know, if you miss here at this number five, the next time, the next guy you pick a DB a defensive back at, it just needs to be a little bit more secure for your second defensive back. You know, you, you don't want to swing for the fence on that one as you might, if you went and you was picking, say, say Harrison Smith, then your second one, oh, who you, you want somebody and you want them to repeat, say, I'm going to go try Rashawn Jenkins again, see if he can get a second year in the top five, top 10. So you got to kind of balance your moves back and forth. And our player pool at the beginning of last season to the end of last season was completely different. And mm-hmm. we every week we talked about safeties you could pick up off waivers that would have been fine. So, right. yeah, that, it's going to be just like that again next year. And I like Brisker, too. Brisker's a beast up there. It, him and Sanborn, I love that combination. I mean, let me ask you that. Would you rather have the Sanborn-Brisker combination or would you rather have the Harris-Petrie combination for the next five years? 
Oh, definitely the Bears combo. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and surprisingly, Tennessee's got the better off uh, defensive lineman. Harold Landry will be back. We forgot about him. But, yeah, that's so those are some pretty solid safety options for you for next year. Uh, none of those names should be a huge surprise. Anyone just miss the top five for you? No, I can't say that they really did. I mean, Jalen Thomas was bobbing around there, yes. All right, let's take one more break, then we'll come back and do some defensive linemen. Fact. The National Breast Cancer Foundation reports that a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer every two minutes. And we already know finding new innovations in research, surgical options, and clinical trials is essential to finding a cure. And to all those fantasy football ladies that may be listening, we also know with early detection your survival rate goes up. And that's why breast self-exams are very important and the best way to give your old girls their best fighting chance to win the championship. So, with all that being said, the fellas here at the IDP Pro Players Pod would like to remind everyone, the National Breast Cancer Foundation does take donations, so please, go and give what you can, and let's give our mothers, our wives, our sisters, and every woman, the support, the resources, and maybe even more importantly, the hope, by knowing we all really do care. The IDP Pro Players Pod is also presented by IDPGuys.org, where managers and fans can further fear fantasy football knowledge into the depths of Dynasty, individual defensive players, super flex, and beyond. That was IDPGuys.org, where they do way more than just defensive football. pick things right back up with a defensive line and starting with the number one overall redraft option for next year. Gary, who you got? I, I can't quit Miles Garrett just yet. I, I love Max Crosby. And I know that's that's who you have at number one. It was really, really tough. I'm going to go with the fact or Miles Garrett has been doing this a little bit longer. He's been a little bit more consistent. I know Max Crosby is going to come out and he's going to be right here again next year. If I'm going to be wrong, this is the one I want to be wrong about. Yeah, no, Garrett is, there are no bad options we have here in these, in these top five. Uh, the only reason I went Crosby over everyone else is the tackle floor we saw last mm-hmm. year. He, he had 80 something tackles. If you're getting five tackles a game combined to start before, right. before sacks, before forced fumbles, before pass defense, before any of that, you've already got your floor every single week. That's, that's beautiful. And that's going to stick too, because Josh McDaniels, he's probably going to turn that whole thing into a Patriot situation, something similar. And Juden Smith is like a key clog in that defense up there. And one of the only guys that you could really trust off the edge. So you put a guy like Max Crosby, that's not even really what scratching the prime. He's still like a really young buck. He's not very old at all. Yeah. So he's he's going to be doing this for a long time. Yeah, this is really splitting the hairs pretty fine. And that leads us both. I think uh, you all, you had Nick Boza too. Yeah, I did. Nick Nick Boza. Let, okay, so last year, Garrett and Boza were separated by, I believe it was less than a sack or a sack. And you, it was a coin flip. This year, not so much. Um I'm dinging Garrett a little bit for stupidity. He almost killed himself in a car 
and that news story came out that this was not the first time and mm. and that you know off the field counts too if your guys in the hospital or suspended they're not on the field for you so and and Nick Bose had what 18 and a half sacks this year mm-hmm. 15 and a half last year something like that well you, you know, know why he doesn't get those tackles he's got Fred Warner and Drew Greenlaw running around behind him all over the field well yeah. and now a good strong safety that we just mentioned Right, right. So the tackles won't be there, but the sacks, the forced fumbles, much. you'll yep. you'll get that with Nick Bosa. You'll get it with Garrett too. Just I, I don't feel like as many. So we've had a few years of Nick Bosa, and then we've had quite a few years of Joey Bosa. Mm. Who are you more impressed with in what this three, four years, four, five years Nick Bosa's been in here? I don't know. He seems like he's been in here forever too. Oh, you already know the answer to this. It's Nick Bosa because he can actually stay on the field for uh, considerable periods of time and give right. us IDP points. <laughs> right, because uh, Joey Bosa, he couldn't do that at the beginning of his career. Right. So. It's too bad because Joey's got all the talent in the world. He just oh, you yeah. know, can't stay oh, healthy. Yeah. Uh, and then you had Max Crosby at two. I'm assuming for the same reasons, just excellent floor, super young. Crosby has an advantage in the defensive scheme not having the same level of talent around them as Nick Boza does with the 49ers. You know, mm-hmm. there there is a lot better talent overall when it comes to tacklers on that team. Uh, we don't even know what they're going to, what they're going to have in Vegas for linebackers next year. Nope. Is it Masterson? Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> Right. And it's going to be somebody they draft fifth round and everybody's going to fall in love with, or they're going to probably, you know, again, I, I'm not going to bash Josh McDaniels, but he did this once before he went to another team, turned that team's defense into something very similar to the Patriots before he had to give it up at Denver and go back to the Patriots. And I think that's what he's doing with the Max Crosby. And he has definitely got one of the higher ceilings to continue with his combined tackle. Definitely, definitely. So, all right. So we got a pretty similar top three, and we got the same number four. Why did we go with Brian Burns? I mean, he had a nice breakout. I think we talked about Brian uh, or Brian, like I know him. <laughs> I think I, I do believe we talked about Mr. Burns and Mr. Josh Allen about you know it's time for one of these two to completely take that next step or not realistically both of them i believe they both came in the same year into the league and everything and i think a lot of what we had to pick from this year for this top five going into next year john was kind of slim i think there were a little bit less of these higher end productive defensive end and edge rushers this season than there had been in the past. Yeah, a little bit of both, absolutely. But I'm with you here. I also took Brian Burns at four. He did take that step forward this year. And we've seen just steady improvement from him uh, pretty much yearly since he's gotten into the league. He's a guaranteed double-digit sack guy that's going to have some explosive plays every week, every other week. Um, there's nothing not to like. Plays plenty, you know. That was that was a great point development his development has been consistent enough and he's improved each year to be where he's at yeah yeah so he followed through and last but not least for defensive ends we've got the same guy tj why why isn't he number one he should be number one he tied the nfl sack record not last year but the year before he's the greatest thing since sliced bread why don't we have tj watt at one gary 
Well, he's making everybody pretty damn nervous. Not only that, but the competition's getting stiffer. <laughs> that realistically, that's all. It, it, the competition's so stiff. This top five, we've already talked again about splitting the hairs, but these guys are all elite. Now, Watt was up there. He, they, he did get a decent grade from PFF. He got the job done when he came back from injury here towards the end. But, oh, man, just like you've talked about the whole entire season, it doesn't do you any good to have this guy if he's sitting on your bench. That's it, man. Availability is the best ability. <laughs> and right. uh, he doesn't have it. So, If you was going to replace Watt, who would it be with? Oh, for a top five here? Yeah. That's Anybody great... push Watt? That's a great question. I actually can give you that answer here. I would say since we're looking at DL, I would probably look at like a Christian Wilkins or a Quinnen Williams, someone like that. Uh, maybe Christian Wilkins, just because the tackle floor is incredible, and he gave us the sacks this last year. Uh, and what you're talking about, like Christian Wilkins, is actually more of an interior defensive tackle. Right, so he right, can't right. be used an edge rusher, but he would be a great just play DL play. Right, he, right. He if already proved if, that. His average if, was outrageous. If we're talking just edge rusher, then, I don't know, Hunter, maybe. Again, he, 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 outside he's, linebacker. Yeah, well, the old that, guy was consistent this year. I mean, considering what he had been through, the change in defensive scheme was it this year or last year? Uh, either way, he was very consistent uh, overall. I guess that, that might be my pick. Is there another? Well, yeah. I mean, this all depends on designation, right? That's that's the problem. Mm -hmm. We we don't have blanket designations, so we're just doing this as DL. Um, well, I'm going to pick your brain about one more guy before we close this out, John. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we're and folks, we'll be back next week, and we'll be doing the what uh, five through ten of each section. Yes, sir. We'll get up to ten on each. Yep. All right. Well, I wanted to know what you thought about Quiddy Pay's season and what do you think about him heading into next year? It actually was not bad when he came back from injury. He gave us a few good games. Uh I, I got no no problem making him at the you know, back end of a top twelve, maybe. It, right, only right. only at you know, calling him a defensive end, not a combined DL. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah, what do you think? I I gotta believe so, and I actually thought that he did it pretty damn good at the beginning of the season until he got hurt, and then it just struggled after that. Um, then towards the end, he really turned it on, you know. So uh, I, I I like what we have going into next season. I guess I'm just gonna lie because what about our buddy Kolofkovlis in Kansas City <laughs> because he snuck up on me. I was shocked to see that he actually had what six and a half sacks in the last seven games, something like that. Yeah, but it's still six and a half, seven sacks total for the right. entire entire year. Also, came across something pretty interesting writing a, writing an article recently on him. His snap counts at the beginning of the season they were averaging like seventy five to eighty percent, and the guy was getting like two tackles a game. That was it. You know, nothing extra. We, we, everybody was upset. He was dropped to the waiver wire because it lasted so long. 
Well, there was something that happened around halfway around the season, and all of a sudden his his snap counts dropped, and they went to like 40 or 50%. And it, I think at the time, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, well, that's because he sucks. That's, that's basically all that was because he wasn't producing. And then all of a sudden, within a game or so of him getting less snaps, we started seeing the sacks, the QB hits, and the other plays in the backfield that started padding the, the box score. The only difference was is his combined tackles, they only went up to about three a game instead of two, whoopee. But at least he was getting those stats. So I'm wondering, is, is there enough there? He he wasn't graded par. He was just under par by PFF. It's hard to argue that he could be someone to get a hold of like in the late second round or second wave or third wave of, of picking up DL. And I, I think that he has a good chance next year to make an impact, maybe be the player that Frank Clark's never been for them. Yeah, it's it, that's why they drafted him. It's certainly possible, yeah. From the day they got him, I thought he was miscast. I think that he was uh, more of a oversized interior defensive end, someone like a Hayward, a big stalky guy, a power guy, you know, a, sh- a block shedder type interior defensive line i think they've turned him into a little junior wide it's kind of remarkable in his transformation from the first of the year to the end end of the year it's pretty cool i'm going to give him a little bit more love this year the idp pros podcast is brought to you by underdog fantasy at underdog the season never ends and right now you can play their fantasy football playoff best ball challenge called the gauntlet it has one million dollars in prizes up for grabs they also have a ton of daily games for nba and nhl plus when you use the promo code sgpn at underdogfantasy.com you can get a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred dollars that's underdogfantasy.com promo code sgpn So, yeah, that is our top five going into next year at redraft in each position. And we'll do the back five to get the 10 total coming next week. So to close it out, we're going to get our official predictions on file here for uh, for this weekend. All right, let's start Sweet. with C- Seattle, San Fran. Who you got? I'm going San Fran. Oh, yeah, I'm going San Fran. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Um Okay, Jacksonville Chargers at Jacksonville. I'm going Jacksonville. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go Chargers. I, I'm going to see. I'm going to. I'm going to stick with the Chargers. Okay, Gary's going Chargers. All yeah. right, that should be a good yeah. one. Yeah, it's uh, cross coast too. Yes, sir. All right, let's get into Sunday. We've got uh, Giants and Vikings. Um, I'm going to go Giants. I know it's not Man. the the favorite team, but Minnesota's shit the bed all year. The Giants don't have anyone injured right now, and it's and it's at the Giants. Uh, it is at Minnesota. Oh man, I'm going the Vikings. Hey, I, I gotta going. go. I gotta get to the Vikings. Gary's going Vikings. Okay, uh, the night game is Cincinnati versus the Ravens playing a third string quarterback. I think we're both gonna go Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, I wish I would have really thought that out, or that news would have came out before I drafted uh, uh, Patrick Queen in my playoff league. 
Ooh, yeah, that's rough. That's rough. Yeah. Yeah. How about Miami Buffalo? Miami starting a third string quarterback. I think I'll risk it and go Buffalo. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, and I'll that, tell you what. What do you think about that guy? That's uh, what was his name? I can't even remember the guy's name. Sorry, uh, Skylar Thompson. Yeah, what do you think of Skylar Thompson? I, I think he's a third string quarterback. He's gonna get the shit kicked out of him this weekend. <laughs> I was referring to more of trying to be, you know, has he got anything going on in the future? But uh, never mind. We'll move on. That's funny as hell. <laughs> In short answer, no. Uh, and and then last but not least, Dallas Tampa Bay. I am going Tampa Bay at Tampa Bay. That's another one. You know, it's a close. It could be a close one. It could be. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I am going to go with the team that's got the better pass rush, and that has to be Dallas. I, I think Tampa Bay's done. Tampa Bay's got a big rebuild to go through. Mm. Levante David's a free agent this year. They've yep. got a, a lot of decisions to make uh, with what they're going to do with a lot of these veterans. They got a lot of money wrapped up into some of this offense too. So, <clears throat> uh, who else? Edwards. Edwards is also a free agent. I don't think Winfield is. Yeah, too young. But yeah, anyway, this will probably publish after these all happened, but we recorded mm. this days ahead of time. So, you know, this is, you know, this is legit. That's it. So thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back same time, same place next week. Fact. The National Breast Cancer Foundation reports that a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer every two minutes. And we already know finding new innovations in research, surgical options, and clinical trials is essential to finding a cure. And to all those fantasy football ladies that may be listening, we also know with early detection your survival rate goes up. And that's why breast self-exams are very important, and the best way to give your old girls their best fighting chance to win the championship. So, with all that being said, the fellas here at the IDP Pro Players Pod would like to remind everyone, the National Breast Cancer Foundation does take donations, so please, Go and give what you can, and let's give our mothers, our wives, our sisters, and every woman the support, the resources, and maybe even more importantly, the hope by knowing we all really do care.